The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Farmer, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, author, and teacher, and I'll be exploring with you ways to connect with spirit animals, ancestors, spirits of nature, how to heal from trauma, and many other topics. So stay tuned. Well, hello again. This is Dr. Stephen Farmer, and I'm very, very privileged today to welcome a guest, uh, someone who I admire greatly, and I think you'll enjoy the conversation that uh, we have. Uh, her name is Marilyn Aloria, and uh, not only is she a psychic medium, but she offers a number of trainings and programs, and I believe something, and Marilyn will correct me on this if it's not uh, correct, but uh, this uh, Soul Academy which is a, a, a group that she works with on a consistent basis. Um, we have had just a bit of conversation even before starting to record this, and I'm sure you'll enjoy whatever topics we get into at this point. So, Marilyn, welcome. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen and I were talking. He's like, where's your bio? And I'm like, we can't find the bio. Who cares yeah. about the bio? Let's just talk. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. So if you guys want to know about me, go to MarilynMaloria.com and you'll read all about me. Hi, Stephen. Yeah, let- <laughs> and let me uh, let me uh, spell that too. Marilyn M A R I L Y N A L A U R I A. How'd I do? You I did an, great. I got I can't an A plus on that. <laughs> well, I've known you for a while and known about yeah. your work. You know, you know, quite a while. So I, like I said, uh, truthfully, I'm an admirer of admirer of you and of your work because I think that you're very clear on your mission. And, you know, the service that you're providing people, which we'll talk about a bit, you know, in terms of experiences you've had, you know, uh, I'll have questions for you, et cetera. Just a conversation, like I said. But um, I do admire you because you have constructed um, um, a way of operating in the business that serves a lot of people. In other words, it's not just somebody coming to you one to one but you're serving larger groups of people. And um, I know a couple of your admirers as well uh, that I've had the good chance to meet. So um, let's start out with that is, you know, your evolution into this business, you know, anything that you might want to share about, you know, how'd you get here? Yeah. So first of all, I'm a big fan of Steven as well. So the feeling is very mutual. I'm always so, um, so in admiration of all your books, I have your deck. And Stephen is a special, is a teacher, a guest teacher in Membership for Your Soul, and my community loves him. Um, 
like anything, I was working in TV production behind the scenes. Stephen right now is wearing a Pink Floyd shirt, one of my favorite bands. So I love it. Wish You Were Here. It's one of my favorite <laughs> songs. Um, and so I worked in production and I always wanted to be an actress and I became an actress. And during all of that, I'm not going to get into my whole story, but during all of that, my psychic abilities, mediumship abilities were opening up and it was making me very unbalanced and very and uncomfortable and uh, deceased people started showing up and I didn't know why they were showing up. So in my journey of figuring out what was going on, I started studying and through my studies, I had to give readings for free to practice and my readings were like off the charts. So I started creating a business and I recognized that I could have a business. And I was pretty much booked ahead of time and uh, with like a waiting list. And, and I don't share that from ego, I share it from, I got to that place and I was extremely uncomfortable with the lack, with how people would come to me and ask me super important questions, rendering themselves powerless. Should I have this baby? Should I get married? Should I enter law school? And I was like, these, everybody needs to learn how to do this for themselves. I mean, this is why I love Steven. He creates these cards, these tools where you can answer your own questions for yourself. So I decided to start teaching. And one of my biggest platforms is obviously guides, teaching people how to communicate with their guides, giving them techniques and tools so they can tap into the wisdom in their own soul and get their own answers. This way, when they get their own answers, they're able to anchor into their truth in a way that is so much more powerful than a coach or a reader just telling them what to do or what to be. And then they can move forward in their lives. Now, it's not like you find a reader that's a co-creative process. Somebody who's going to co-create with you is great. But a lot of times there are people out there that just want to tell you what to do. And I don't feel that that is the right way to do it. So that's why I went into teaching it. And I teach on many different platforms how to do this for yourself. And that really empowers people. It does empower people. And you know what I've noticed, Stephen, I'd love to hear what you think about this because we teach, uh, you teach about nature and um, animals and everything. And I teach about, it doesn't matter. It's all the kind of the same thing. I've noticed it opens people's eyes up in a whole new way of how they experience the world. It becomes much more multidimensional and it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun ride. So when that thing comes down the pike that is really uncomfortable they're able to lean into unseen forces or nature or animals or spirit guides to feel better in the moment. And I feel like it helps people to flip the switch a lot quicker into a more powerful place than to stay victimized. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think it's a, sometimes I th one perspective, Marilyn, is that our long ago ancestors, you know, no matter your ethnicity, the color mm -hmm. of your skin, et cetera, our long ago ancestors knew perfectly well how to communicate with guides. So true. Whether it was the, again, the spirits of nature, spirit animals, angels, uh, ancestors particularly, you know, being able to communicate with ancestors. And somewhere along the way, a large part of the populace, you know, Western civilization, I'm going to generalize, really has lost that ability to, to really tune in in that way, to discover there is guidance available right here and right now. So what I, uh, and I get chills when I say that, it's like so true. My body's telling me, it it's going, yeah, I, we agree. <laughs> so um, I think that, that to, I like what you had to say, because it's not just uh, answering somebody, you know, when will I meet my soulmate, you know, or something like that. Uh, well, here's, I'll tell you what, connect with uh, Archangel Gabriel, 
you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe she she or he will give you an answer. And but you're teaching people how to do that, which then allows them to retrieve something that's been lost. In other words, a deep ancestral memory. That's one perspective I have on it. And there is this awakening process that's going on with humans. Thank God. <laughs> you know, and uh, those of us like yourself and myself and others um, are being, have been called, not are being, but certainly are being now, but have been called. If that's for me, tell them I'm busy. Okay? It's the angels. They're ringing us both. <laughs> <laughs> like confirming this. What I never saying. have my phone on, by the way. So that's, oh, a that's message a... for everybody at that moment. Go ahead. Do you, do you teach that too, that when things like that happen? To take it in. Yeah. Tell me a little about that. Yeah. Well, I I don't want to lose the conversation that you were saying because I feel like it's so good. But yeah, it's about being in the moment and being taken to the moment. And Stephen's talking about, I love how you presented it, Stephen, because I don't do it the way that you do it. But I do agree. Our ancestors, people in beginning of time, they had a much closer connection to God, to the universe, to saints, to spirit. I mean, you think about all the saints. I was raised Catholic who was communicating with God and, and Jesus and blessed mother was getting, you know, information, whatever's true or not true. These are the stories were passed down. And I think it was this, it's the distractions of the world, the distractions of ego, the distractions of opinions Mm. that have kept us from the purity of this, our soul and our messages. So I just love how you position that. And it makes it so much more simpler than having to study and jump through a million hoops. It's instead remembering who you are at the core. So I just wanted to say that because I thought that was beautiful. Yes, anything that happens, everything is a sign. Everything is information in this world. And if we learn that everything is information, we feel, we, we have signposts of what to do, where to go, who to talk to, what to say. So um, I, I know we're now combining two conversations, but they're very powerful conversations. Yeah, I think so. You remind me of a, a series uh, many, many years ago. This incredible woman who was the first introduction I had to anything, uh, shall we say, psychic mediumship. Uh, and again, I think sometimes things will happen that just lead you, you know, into circumstances. But uh, she was the one that I would go out to the desert. She lived in the desert. I would go out to her and we would spend eight to 10 hours straight ahead with a lunch break here and there. And I would bring her questions that were written out on uh, index cards. And she would go through these and in this, I don't know what to call it, a psychic game. And things would happen incidentally while we were doing it. And that's the thing she would say is, that incorporate that as part of whatever messages that were coming through, such as your phone ringing, the angels yeah. ringing, confirmation perhaps of what we've been describing. Yeah. So um, you've built uh, quite a successful business. And also you mentioned, so I don't want to forget to mention the new book too, Guides. Yeah. So um, I'd love to talk about this because I'm sure there's spiritual entrepreneurs on here. And I want to talk about what it's like to create a business as a spiritual entrepreneur. But sure. my book is guides. Stephen and I both have a book in common sentience. So if you haven't read his book, which I'm sure you have, um, his is yours is animals. animals. Yeah. Spirit animals, but animals. animals. Yeah. And mine is guides. And I can never remember the title because I didn't title it mystical connections to soul guides and divine teachers. 
And I love the book because it really, the beginning is how I believe guides are. And guides to me are really everything and anything. Um, and you can read about that in the last part, the middle part of stories and the last part is experiential because I believe you learn by having experiences yourself. Um, business wise, I'm changing and shifting my business a bit, but my big, the biggest message in my business is to help people live the dreams in their heart, to know the dreams in their heart are meant to be lived and also to surrender to spirit and allow when you follow your path to your dreams, like you're following your dreams, what spirit has for you is so much more powerful than what you've envisioned. So I teach people techniques and tools on how to use their psychic senses, their channeling, their mediumship ability to um, have to experience synchronicity in the world and to be in a co-creative dance with the universe. Mm. So that you're making, you're knowing where to go. If you go right, go left. If you go left and it's not the greatest thing, well, maybe there's something really powerful in that decision. So my business is shifting a tiny bit because I'm really about elevating the conversations and getting people off the couch to live their dreams. Like I've noticed too many spiritual people in the past sitting back waiting and I'm really like, stop it now. You can't just sit here and wait till the moment is perfect. You got to get out, get messy, get your hands dirty with your guides and go live your life. And I feel like a lot of my messaging is starting to change. I'm sure you agree with me because you're a, you have a powerful okay. business. Well, I like what you're saying, uh, and I like that you're uh, urging people, you know, to as you put it. I love the way you said it, Marilyn. Is get off the couch. Yeah. You know, go do it. You know, don't sit there and dream and fantasize and wait for like uh, 25 signs that tell you this is your path. <laughs> you know, and even if you follow particular and yeah you I, I I kind of inferred from what you were saying and I think it's true too even if you sort of go left when you maybe in I hate air quotes but yes. <laughs> <laughs> turn left you know you you were told in your instinct in your intuition and the guides told you to turn left and but you go and turn right that maybe there's a larger force that's at work there that prompted you to turn right so I like what you're saying about that. Yeah, and, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, you said it shifted from something or a different kind of focus to this focus. What was the? How would you describe the difference? I feel like before I was doing a business, and it was more um, result driven. I'm, I'm not really sure how to describe it, but this is what okay. I'll say. I studied with a lot of business coaches. I studied marketing with with really strong business coaches. And what I mean by that is they didn't necessarily, I was like the only psychic in the room of like hundreds of people because their businesses were marketing and sales and, yeah. you know, digital marketing and things like that. And I started, I was running my business from a place of outside in. Mm. And what that means is, although the content was always great and rich, the result of my business was how many people have you gotten to your program? How many, how are you doing this? How's this launch? How's, um, how are you getting people into your program? You know, are, how many likes do you have? And I just don't care about any of that anymore. The only thing I care about is creating a business completely from the inside out. Of course, I believe in success. And I believe in all of us being successful. But something big is shifting inside of me. You know what it is, Stephen? I know what it is. I finally have found the worth in what I'm doing. 
And I think before I was looking for more validation from the outside in. And now I'm really owning what I'm doing. I'm not afraid to be seen and heard. And I feel worthy, more worthy than I've ever felt in the work that I'm doing. And that's the honest truth. And how people take that, I can't worry about. That is my truth. Because any spiritual entrepreneur, when you're on this journey, we can get tripped up with, oh, look at how so-and-so is doing it, or someone's doing it better. or And for me, it's now, what does God want me to do? What does the universe want me to do? How can I do it? And how do I do it that just feels so good to me? And that's what I'm about. And I've always cared about my students, but my success is shifting in how I hold it. How you hold it more. It sounds to me like more internally, like there's a satisfaction internally that, oh, I am on the right path. I, I don't know if that's too simple, but I, I really am on the right path. And what I have to offer has value. Yeah. And it's even to the point of, I know who I can serve and I know who I can't serve. And I stand strongly in that. Whereas before I wanted to help everyone. But if a victim comes to me and just wants to complain about their lives, I can't help you. And I make no apologies for it. <laughs> So I'm super clear as to what I can do and what I can't do anymore. And I'm not trying to make everyone happy. That's not your job. Mm -mm. (laughs) Not anymore, at least. And that's why I was getting burnt out, right? Because if you operate from that place, you're going to get burnt out. Well, it's trying to fix anybody or, like you said, make them happy. Uh, It's a losing game, ultimately. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be the one that ends up not well. You, yeah, you. But anybody doing that's gonna end up the one feeling victimized. Yeah. Damn, she won't change. You know, yeah. we've had four sessions here, and she just isn't changing. Or he's gone off on some rail or something like that. Is you know, and he's paying me money to tell him what to do, and he's not doing it. You know. Yeah. Well, it's because you're coming from a different place now. And yeah. You can, no, finish that. No, just that you can, um, I don't want to say rest, that's not the right word, but you can feel a contentment that, ah, okay, this is, this is what's happening now. This is what's emerging, you know, in this era of my life and my work. Is that fair to say? It's 1000% fair to say. And I probably should have come to you a couple of years ago when I was finding the struggle within myself. And I've been in a business, I've been in business for like 15 years. And I think I go through different iterations of this. Like I stopped reading because it was at a detriment to myself. And then I've noticed that when, if people in my communities, I was so invested in their results and I knew the work was there. Like people would say to me, uh, you know, I would be like, if you're going to do the program, especially Soul Finder Academy, like that's a digital program that teaches you takes you through the SAS pillar system. I'm not going to use this as a commercial. You can read about it at soulfinderacademy.com. And it would break my heart if people weren't doing the work. And I was like, I can't worry about this anymore. It's exactly what you said. It's like, I'm showing up, I'm doing the work that I can do. And if the person's not doing it, there's nothing I can do. And I think I've released myself from all that, that responsibility. I understand. Yeah. 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 Good to hear. Good Thank you. Hear. Yeah. And well, you it, said it brings, it's like brings rest. It's peace too. It's peace. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, not at all. It's conversation. You know, the, yeah, peace is a better word even, you know, is that you can go take a breath and just, oh, okay. It feels right. You know, it deeply feels right. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. 
Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. So um, I, I do have one question for you. And uh, well, I've got several, but the one question that comes up is, when you were little, when you were a child, adolescent, etc., did you have visions, unusual perceptions, intuitive gifts in some way? Were you aware of those as a child yeah. and a teenager? So I had them as early as three years old. But what I was told was I was just super imaginative and making things up or very emotional, too sensitive, too dramatic. So it like, and I didn't recognize how early on I had these visions until I started entering into the acceptance of my gifts, which was like early thirties, late twenties. And when I started acknowledging and be, when I was told I was a medium and then the floodgates opened and then all deceased people and everything started coming in, um, that's when I started realizing, wow, this had been happening to me since I was a little girl. But mm. I was told that it, I was just making it up or it was just like, plus I'm, I'm Italian heritage. So it's not like two, my grandmother has this, my mother had intuition, her aunt had it. So it wasn't like from my parents' perspective that when I finally came out of the closet, they they understood it. They accepted it. My two of my brothers don't. They think I'm crazy, you know, but and but yeah, so I've had it since I was a kid, but I don't know that I always knew it. And I always like was into witches and spells and playing with energy and always had crazy dreams, absolutely crazy dreams. I was pre uh, clairvoyant probably from like very early on because I was having clairvoyant visions. So yeah, it, it was there. I just didn't know that's what it was. Uh, interesting too, that you've taken that, you know, and um, again, we had a brief, well, we had a bit of talk beforehand about and organized it around a business that is a service to so many others. Like you mentioned the Soul Academy, and it's fine to talk about that. I think people are interested in that. Ah, the Soul Academy, what's that? So anything else you want to say about it? Don't don't worry about it being an advertisement mm -hmm. or anything like that. That's what you do. And it reaches yeah. a lot of people that way. So it, I, again, I admire you for that, that you've taken that. You've, you've kind of balanced the right brain, left brain, so to speak. You know, with some organizational principles, you studied uh, one out of a hundred people in an audience that was a psychic. <laughs> Everybody else is doing accounting, business yeah. management, et cetera, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So um, you've somehow been able to balance all that. And as you commented too, that you're, my words, but you're emerging into this other way of relating to yourself and the work that you're doing. I don't know yeah. if there's a question there, but yeah. Um, I feel like what happened, the book definitely helped it because the book was now, even though I was known for some degree, like not huge, but I have a following and uh, I've been in business for quite some time and I have a podcast. Who can it be now? I love my podcast. For some reason, coming out with the book 
allowed me to start stop hiding even at the level that I was hiding. And even though I've been running a successful business, I was still doing a little hiding. And on my personal Facebook page, I wouldn't really come out of the closet or my personal Facebook page was more friends. I didn't do it as business, you know, and and now I'm starting to do lives and I'm starting to do readings because I know that one of my brothers unfriended me. The other brother calls me psycho psychic. So I was really allowing other people to identify part of me. And now I'm not anymore. Now I'm like, this is who I am. And at the, the, the core of my being, I care deeply for people, for people to discover this truth inside themselves and to live it. But I'm also, you know me, Stephen, I'm also Brooklyn. If you piss me off, you're going to hear it. You know, I'm not the one of these spiritual people that knows how to turn. I used to like sit in rooms of spiritual people and they would all be like, oh, well, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, smack <laughs> that girl. She's pissing me off. And I thought there was something wrong with me. And now I'm starting to accept all aspects of yeah. myself. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm 56. It's not like I want anybody who's hearing this. And I've been through tons of therapy. I'm actually going back into therapy next week. But at the time of this recording, it doesn't matter where we're at. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly shifting. We're constantly learning. And my goal in life is to live as aligned to my soul as possible, to constantly be coming from my soul. And, and, and my guides are direct reflections of my souls. They're teaching me how to live my truth. And I'm no longer going to deny who I am just to, so somebody could like me or just so my family could accept me. I'm done with any of that. I love my family. I'm nothing against them because I've accepted them for who they are. I don't have to fight against that. But I, th I think what's happening is I'm becoming into full acceptance of myself finally. I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm stepping into a lot of unknown. I got to tell you, I knew I threw, threw a bunch of stuff in there. No, that's, uh, it's interesting because you uh, aligning with your soul and aligning with your soul's purpose. You didn't use those words, but basically yeah. that idea <clears throat> is you, you're very clear on what your purpose is, you know, and now lining up more and more consistently and in congruency with your soul's purpose. Is that fair to yeah. say that that way? It is. It is fair. I, I, I shy away from the word purpose only because I think that a lot of people go to readers and they'll hear you're a healer. That's your purpose. And then they don't know what to do with it. So it's for me, it's purpose can constantly evolve. So I like that word. I just think there's a misunderstanding out there and people well, feel like someone told me I was a healer and I don't know what to do. Am I supposed to do Reiki? Am I supposed to be theta? This is my purpose. <laughs> I'm going to get it wrong. And it's not, it's a constant evolution. What my purpose was five years ago is shifted today. Yeah. And one of uh, my biggest purposes is motivating people through story. And, and that, that is like my biggest purpose. So teaching people about being psychic, I motivate them through story. I motivate, you know, you do too. You are a storyteller. It's true. Yeah. And In then fact, I love that. Uh, I feel a story coming on. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Related to purpose, you know, it's very interesting what you say. I and this is just a vocabulary thing, but I think of, you know, mm -hmm. a, a purpose for myself, for instance, as a healer, teacher, you know, as an overriding term that describes. But the mission has changed. Yeah. You know, over my lifetime. Now it's again, it's just words. But what I wanted to tell you is something. I take. I have a couple of dogs, like yourself. And uh, we'll go for walks in the local park, you know, the neighborhood park. And every so, every so often, unexpectedly, 
um, I'll be pondering or contemplating this or that or whatever, or I'll just be walking along playing with the dogs, you know, and I'll get what I call a download, you know, just mm -hmm. suddenly the voice comes in, uh, ancestors, angels, spirit, it doesn't matter, you know, mm -hmm. and again, referring to something you said earlier, it doesn't really matter, but this voice comes in because I get a lot of my messages through the inner dialogue, inner voice. And I, my question was, God, you know, is there a fundamental purpose mm -hmm. that each of us has? And the voice responds and says, yeah, it's to experience life, period. Oh. <laughs> I love went, that. You know, there was a part of me that wanted to go, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, but no, you know, shut up, Stephen. You know, listen to what the teacher is saying, you know, to experience life in all of its varieties and variations. And what he also said, or they, was um, all the rest is details. Mm -hmm. But let's start with that. Yeah, because say that again, say what they said to experience it. Just say that one more time, because I want to say sure. something right after that. Sure. Uh, is the, my question was along the lines, is there a fundamental purpose, you know, for any human being? And they said, yeah, to experience life and all the rest is details. Yeah. So when you lean into that, it expands you as opposed to what is my purpose, which shuts you down. Well, so the, well put. Yeah. So when you said that to me, I was like, that just blows open the doors. Like you're out in the field, like you were in the park and everything. Then, then what, what we want to do, like for me to be a teacher, for you to be a teacher, for me teaching students, like what an incredible experience to have. So I love that answer. Well, yeah, it's, uh, Marilyn, I'm sure you'd agree that th it's easy to trust that information when things are going well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this experience. Okay, I'll take that. Or it's sort of like a buffet line, you know, that mm -hmm. has a has a moving belt on it, you know, and there's various foods, you know, that mm -hmm. you're offered. And you come along and go, oh, I like this. I'll have some of this. Okay, next one. Okay, I'll have some of this. Okay, wait. No, I, no, I, no. But the, the buffet line stops right there. <laughs> This is what we're serving right here. So it's up to you. If you're hungry, eat. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That's a fair analogy. But yeah, I think it, it does characterize it, cast things in a in a more uh in a broader way, like you described. You know, much more open-ended, like, yeah, just to experience life, including suffering. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd like to hear your thoughts about that. You know, it's so interesting because um I, I'm going to say something. The way I experience difficulties and suffering in my life is much different now that I have guidance as part of it. So as much as I may be like, I had a moment like this, I can't remember, it may have been like a couple of weeks ago, where, no, it was like last weekend, I, I wrote about it where I was like just crying. I got on my Peloton and I was crying and writing and then I, I was grieving so much. And then I did yoga and I just had to get into child pose and just cry my eyes out because of things that were going on in my life. It's a different experience because I feel more held. And sometimes I'll sit there and go, what the F are you guys doing? Like, what the F? So for me, difficulties and suffering are definitely different than what they were. But I say, so I have to put a disclaimer on this. 
And I'm not going to talk about the world event that happened, but something happened where I watched a lot of pain and I don't watch the news, but this came across my desk. And when I see so much pain in people's lives, how do we, I'd like to know, Stephen, what you would say, because normally I'd be like, you know, just lean into your guides and find out why this is happening because there's usually a bigger purpose. There's usually a bigger reason. But when somebody's experienced so much grief, I have a little bit, I have a little bit of a hard time saying that to them now. I have a little more compassion. So I'm a little confused as to this question as to how I would address somebody who's just had their life 1 million percent turned upside down. How would you help them? Listen. Mm. You know, to put it real, real succinctly is just listen, be there, you know, be present. I mean, there's other things that go with it. But even in, I, and I still do one-to-ones, and uh, I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I realize, and I, I got to give credit to my wife, actually, Jessica, because um, she has had a habit in the past, and forgive me, Jessica, but, you know, going, you're not listening to me. And I go, well, yeah, I am. You know, I, I, I and, and instead, I really got what she's saying, you know, is that I'm not really hearing her. There's a subtle difference there, but similarities, but a subtle listening is what we do with our ears, you know, Mm -hmm. or that internal dialogue, really hearing something takes on a greater depth and meaning as to what the person is saying. The biggest, another way I'd say it in response to your question, really good question is presence. You know, if you come in and say, you want to talk about some stuff, whatever's going on, and I'm sitting there trying to fix you. Mm -hmm or trying to make you feel better, like we talked about earlier, I it's very, very limited. You may walk out of there going, well, okay, I'll give it a try, you know, these things that Stephen said. But I think what's more important is the compa- is compassionate listening, you know, re- or compassionate hearing, you know, mm-hmm. based on what I was just saying. You know, just uh, have compassion for this individual. You know, we it's it sometimes tried to say that everybody's doing the best they can. And it, it feels a little bit like an aphorism, like an empty sort of aphorism. But if you look at beyond just the words, there's a real deep truth in that. Yeah. My version of Marilyn, <laughs> if I've got a version of you that's not consistent with what I experience, which is not the case, by the way. Right. Um, then I may try to unconsciously manipulate you into being that version, or at least attempting to manipulate you in some way to uh, make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. But It know, all makes long... sense. Sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, that's all. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I love uh, com- compassionate listening. Um, I love how you had the example of uh, with your wife and stuff. And it's so beautiful because I feel like we multi-dimension listen. So I'm sure you have this experience where yeah. when I, yeah. Yes. He's, he's like raising his thumb. Yeah, It's like you're in that experience with your clients or, you know, students or whatever, and you're just listening on so many levels. And then getting yeah. yourself out of the way, I think is one of the most, it's the things I teach. And I know you do. So I've seen Stephen read. Stephen's readings are phenomenal. I know you do the same. You get yourself out of the way so the messages can come through you. Because it's not our perceptions, it's not our filters that would not be do of justice to someone else. Like we think that you should 
go and leave that husband. That's not a fairness in any kind of message that's going to come through me. If somebody's coming to me with difficulty in a relationship, I have to let spirit talk through me. So I, I love what you just said. Um, multidimensional listening. And to me, it's also the filters of getting out of our way. And as you um, eliminate the filters or at least put them aside, yeah, the word that comes to mind is confidence, you know, to, to have developed these relationships with your guides mm-hmm. in such a way that you have this unquestionable confidence yeah. in what does come through. And then in this case, like we're describing this kind of instance, being able to communicate that which comes through, you know, the, uh, the way I sometimes think of it is this larger field of the subconscious mind, which is the conduit for spirit in whatever form that then goes to the conscious mind. So it can be expressed with all of the knowledge, et cetera, that we have about communication. I like, you're like me. I mean, you love words. I can tell and finding the right words to describe that. But there's a point, let's say with a client, when it just flows, Mm -hmm. there's no filters. And what is coming through is useful and the confidence that you have, you know, with your, in your guides and what comes through. Yeah. That had to be built uh, a little bit. I met one of the first mediums uh, I was working with and, and a lot of my teachings came through my guides. I, both of us, you know, when we were studying, Google wasn't around. There weren't bookstores full of this type of material. There weren't a lot of books written on it, or at least I didn't have access to it where I was. So a lot of it came through, even though I had some teachers came through my guides and stuff. And then the teaching really is psychotherapy, acting classes. The teachings were in everything. But one of the mediums, one of the first mediums I worked with, who was batch crap crazy, um, but she said something really important in the beginning. She said, you have no business being right or wrong. And when I let go of that, because in the beginning of my readings, you want to be right. You want to be right for the people that gets in the way. And I'd learned through my readings how to move myself out of the way and trust my guides to talk through me. And then when I'll never forget the moment I share this, somebody had written about me. They they hated me. And two of them came to me back to back and they had similar readings because they were in soul groupings. So they thought I was just giving them, you know, the spiel. And I don't read the spiel. I was so heartbroken. And then I had to have a moment with myself. And I was like, wait a second. My intention is to never hurt another human being. My intention is always pure of heart. I can't care what you think when you come to me for a reading. I'm. You can hate me because maybe that's what's supposed to happen in this moment. Maybe you're supposed to become powerful. And I did have a beautiful teacher, Lori Bertazon, teach me that too. And then that's where I got the confidence, Stephen. Because it was none of my business. Before I entered into readings, before I entered into teachings, or I do group readings, I give it up to spirit. You may not, because you know what I found? I know you know this too. So many people would come back to me, I wouldn't remember. And they would say, you said the craziest thing, and it came true. And when you have enough of that too happening, you're like, oh, I can really trust this. But you have to blindly trust in the beginning, Yeah. you know, to some degree. But I also have a very intimate relationship with my guides. I'm not pulling in every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's out there in the ethers wanting to talk through me or out in the... I love how you described the subconscious. I think we could do a whole podcast around that. (laughs) So, um, but that's what I'd like to share, yeah. 
Uh, it, I love it. You know, it's not about being right or wrong. You know, mm -hmm. put the information out there, especially um, for anybody who's listening to this and is, um, let's say, continuing to learn, is to be able to really uh, foundational, fundamental trust. Trust what you get. Mm -hmm. You know, and you never know, even though someone might be a little, uh, get their feathers fluffed a little bit by what comes through, they come back to you later, even if you, or you never hear about it, but they come back to you later and they go, you know what you told me, I got to tell you, it was right on. Yeah. And not, not to tell people what to do. <laughs> I, I want to do a, you just said it. He just said it. Don't telling people what to do it. To me, it's more important on how you language it how you deliver the message than anything else. So if spirit is coming through and somebody is saying to me, should I leave my husband? I'm not going to, yes, you got to get rid of him. He's horrible. He's disgusting. He's this spirit never spoke that way. But if sometimes somebody came through to me and I could tell 98% that would be for their better, you know, they would never make the husband completely wrong. They'd be like for your growth and where you're at right now. And you already know the answer to this. This is time to move on and you know it. And, usually the person would be like, you're totally right. Like it was a relief. I remember one girl was about to get married like in a week and it was so clear through the reading, but I didn't say he stinks or anything like that. The readings are always about an opening. They're the yeah. beginning of the journey. Yeah. And it's yeah. the way in which you, and I know you do this because I've seen how you give messages. It's not like you're doing this wrong. You're doing this right. You're delivering a message so it can land with the person and they get to mold it. Yeah. And that is what I feel like is the work. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about your book too. Yeah. Uh, back, to, back to your book, Guides. Because uh, we have a couple minutes left and I want to make sure to bring that back in. Would someone who gets this book and reads it, do you believe, I think I know the answer, but do you believe that it will inspire them along the lines of what we're talking about? One million percent. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So let's see the book. You got the book handy again. Let's just I see. Do. It quick. There it goes. Okay. I don't know if you're Guide. using video, but because I didn't turn on my well, lighting. So. <laughs> that's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I, I, I may take clips here and there of some of the okay, video. Sure, but yeah. This guides, is primarily. Mystic, sorry. Guides, mystical connections to soul guides and divine teachers. What I found is like, because I don't, I, I got lucky where um, the publisher interviewed me and then we put it into a transcription form because it was my first book and it was easier for me to do that. And then we went back and forth editing. So I don't remember a lot of the books. So when I would go back and edit it, I'd be like, did I say that? Or did the editor say that? And I had to go to my original Google form and it was me. And I was really happy about that because my guides definitely spoke through me in this book. Neat. And the feedback I'm getting from people is that it is changing their lives. Nice. And I'm never one to shove philosophy down your throat. I want to invite you into a conversation. So I feel like the book invites you into a conversation with your own soul and your own guides and allows you to deepen your relationship with your guides. Not the way Marilyn does it. What works for you. Instead, what, what works, works for you. you. Supporting somebody. Yeah, the, yeah. To discover themselves what works for you. Yeah. That's why, that's why I like to call these podcast conversations. You know, mm. rather than interviews, you know, and it's been delightful to have this conversation with you, Marilyn. I love and you, I do. <laughs> Oh, I love you, Marilyn, too. And I, I so appreciate you, you know, Me and too. what you're doing. Thank so, you. and I want to have you back, you know, let's do another one down the road. Um, yeah. It'll be fun. It's been fun.
We should we should do it and cross populate. Let's do it for your podcast and my podcast, and we'll have Sounds a conversation to... about unconscious. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah, I have one yeah. we can share. Yeah, on each other's platform. Well, again, <laughs> let me uh, remind everybody how to find you, mm-hmm. which is marilynaloria.com. and I'm going to spell it one more time: Marilyn, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, and second name or last name A-L-A-U-R-I-A. I have to see it, you know, dot <laughs> uh, com. So MarilynAloria.com. And again, I appreciate and admire your work, Marilyn. And I'm so happy that you came onto this podcast. You know, it was a great conversation. So I will um, look forward to another, how'd you put it? Cross, cross conversation or cross cross remote, cross conversation. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Anyway, take care and God Thank bless. You. God bless. Sir. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll share some powerful healing practices and meditations, introduce you to some amazing guests and friends of mine who will stop by for some conversation, and on occasion, I'll pull some oracle cards from one of my decks and do readings. I'll also share some of my original music that I'm sure you'll enjoy. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to my show page on mindbodyspirit.fm where you can also get the free mobile app to listen to any of my shows or find some new favorites. If you'd like to contact me with questions, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or send an email to info at drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find lots of material on that website, drstephenfarmer.com, so please feel free to explore. Please also know that by sending a question, you're giving me permission to possibly use it in a future podcast so others may benefit from it. And to close, I'd leave you with the four most important words to take with you. Gratitude, love, compassion, and forgiveness. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.